Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back. We're After back. And Matt, I just realized that as as we're recording, the Baylor men's basketball team is playing in Morgantown, West Virginia right now. And I realize the show notes are on my phone and I'm currently watching the game on my phone. So I'm I'm we're, I'm going to fly blind in this one. OK, so I'll just I'll just I'll drive. With the show notes. Um, so. A lot has happened since we last spoke has um but this theme was brought up monday night during the national championship game of whether you would be baylor 2021 baylor have that season or the tcu season they just had so i think it's how it was i think it's how it was was framed and i've seen i've seen people get called crazy for for picking one side no look Making a national championship game is a massive accomplishment 99.9% of the time, but it can be overshadowed if you do what TCU did, which is completely poop the bed. Um, this the, it's the worst championship game in the history of college football. It, it, oh, it was, it was, it was embarrassing. And I know like, a lot of, I've seen so many TCU fans that are like, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how bad we got beat. It was a special year. And I, I get it. I understand where they're coming from. I feel like I would probably say the same stuff. I said the same stuff after we won the Big 12 in 2013. I said the same stuff after we won the Big 12 in 2014 and had those disappointing bowl games in the Fiesta and the Cotton Bowl. Guess what? I, I will never, ever wear a Cotton Bowl shirt or a Fiesta Bowl shirt. I bought a hat at the Fiesta yeah. Bowl when I was walking in with the Fiesta Bowl logo on the side of it. I liked the Baylor hat, but I ripped off the Fiesta Bowl logo because I didn't want to ever remember that. So there's a tarnish yeah. on, on there's a tarnish on certain games. And in, in Baylor's case in 13 and 14, you lost to a UCF team that everybody in the world thought you were going to beat. and You were heavily favored. And then in 2014, in the Cotton Bowl, you have just an epic meltdown that ends with your kicker. You're up. We're up so big. You're like, we're going to yeah. coast. Like, 
and and you're in the the memorable moment is your kicker being horizontal to the ground <laughs> like, yeah. you know yeah um so those don't even come close to compare compare to the embarrassment of a game that that was for TCU add in the fact that they also lost in just heartbreaking fashion and a goal line stand in the big 12 title game. Oh, yeah. They didn't win the big 12. They didn't win the national title. And not only did they not win the national title, they got their asses destroyed. If they had lost that game by 21, even I would 100% say I would have traded 21 Baylor for 22, 22 TCU. If it would have been like a, Hey, we hung in there with Georgia. We showed that we belonged here, but they just had more horses than we did. Max Duggan couldn't quite pull it out like that kind of thing where it's a game where it's a 10 point game most of the time. And then just at the end of it, Georgia scores a couple more times and it ends up being a 24 point game. Okay. I can buy that. I yeah. can respect that. It's like 42, 17 or 42, 21. Yeah. That's, even something like that. That's like, respectable. Like, yeah. But you got, you got, you lost big five but to seven. The one drive happened because it was like a blown coverage or something on Georgia. Well, it was a defensive holding followed by yeah. a just a, where both defenders followed two defenders followed one receiver and the, let the other and one get that go. big play. And then you, you know, it's and you're, what you're should have been a touchdown. Dug it under through the guy. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. That was your whole. That was your whole offense. Was that that drive? And you forced one punt. You you kept, Georgia scored on every single drive except for the opening drive of the second half and when they took a knee at the end. <laughs> Those are the only two drives that Georgia didn't score points. Um, so, no, I will take a Big 12 championship and a, a wonderful showing in the Sugar Bowl where it, the other the, here's the other part that I think a lot of non non-Baylor non-Baylor folks don't get that there's there's an emotional tie to the 21 team like TCU fans are going to have this emotional tie to Max Duggan forever we are going to have an emotional tie to Jalen Petrie forever and so it was that was that was Jalen Petrie's year man and so making a national championship game but getting just embarrassed to the point where everybody's forgotten what the big 10 did and is once again, jumping on the sec, you know, the big 12 will never compete with the sec thing, even though. Yeah. Two even during the broadcast, lost. they were talking about like only the big 10 can compete with SEC. It's like the big 10 was in the playoff. Yeah. And they, they lost beat to TCU. By TCU. <laughs> but that's how bad they got beat. No, that's how bad they yeah. got beat. Like so, no one remembers that because like you're just getting like curb stomped. Yeah. And everyone's so watching. I will take Baylor's 21 over TCU's 22 any day of the week just because of how they ended it. It was a magical run. They had a perfect regular season, 12 and 0. And you know what? It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Yeah. And they just didn't they didn't finish at all. They got to the end and they collapsed before the race was over. And going into the game, I saw a lot of within Baylor fans, there's this like back and forth of about you want TCU even the previous round, they want T- you want TCU to do well because it's good for the Big 12. I was on the side of like, fuck TCU. That was kind of my whole stance on this. Like, I want them to lose. That's good All day, every in, day. But yeah. I don't want them to win. I don't want them to beat Michigan. I want Michigan no. to beat them. I don't want them to win a national championship. Absolutely no. That's horrible for Baylor because we compete. We're the same level as TCU. Yeah, we like, were recruiting, recruiting the same people. 
everything, you know, we're smallish, smaller, private schools in Texas. And we, like you said, we recruit the same players. It's not good for Baylor that TCU made the playoff. The damage was done. And as far as being good for the conference, them winning any game is negligible. I mean, just making it is good for the conference. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit of extra money, which is nice. Thanks TCU for the money. Thank you. Um, But no, yeah, my dad is from Ohio. So it's pretty well established that I rooted for Oklahoma growing up. My dad is an Ohio State fan because he's from Ohio. He's not like a diehard or anything. He moved to Texas when he was a kid as well. But his family lived in Ohio. So like he has Ohio ties. So it was always one of those things where if Ohio State was on in our house, we rooted for Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And what came along with that was you don't root for Michigan. I I wouldn't say it was like the team I was taught to hate the most. That was probably the University of Texas. Just growing up, I was all like, even before my sister went to OU, my dad, we don't root for UT ever. We do not root for UT. My dad rooted for U of H and Ohio State. Those were the two schools he rooted for. My sister goes to OU. We became OU fans. Um, So I grew up an Ohio State fan. And one of my best friends in the world went to Ohio State. He and I talk talk shit about Michigan all the time together. And there is very few situations in the world that would force me to root for Michigan. I was go blue, baby, go blue all day. No, there is there is no scenario. It doesn't. If they're playing the University of Texas, I'm if if you're if you put a gun to my head and you say TCU and Texas are playing, who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for UT. I'm I will never root for TCU ever. Yes, I was having a conversation with someone this today. Like they're like non, they're not a Baylor fan. And they're really not – they're like a casual sports fan, casual college football fan. They're just like, I just um, root for Texas teams. And I was like, I don't. Especially a rival. I'm not going to root for them ever. So growing up, one of my really close friends in high school, um, he he went to Tech. He's not like a diehard Tech fan or anything, but he, he roots for Tech. But his dad, um, born and raised in Texas, but went to college at Furman, which I believe is in North Carolina. Um, but it's not in Texas. Also not a football school, right? Not a football program. He moved to, he moved back to Texas, worked here, lived here. And when I went to college, I, you know, I hadn't been a Baylor fan before that, but I quickly became one because that's where I went to school and I would come back and he and I would meet up when we would be here for Christmas or during the summer, I'd go over to their house and we'd be watching a game and Texas would be playing, you know, Texas would be playing Iowa state or something. And I would be rooting for Iowa State. He was the kind of person that was like, you're from Texas. How are you rooting against a Texas school? I'm like, I'm I'm never going to root for Texas. Like, I'm never going to root for A&M. No, like, I hate them. I want my, like, they're against, they don't root for my school. He was one of those root for Texas school people. Okay. And uh, no, I, will, I won't be that person unless those Texas schools are playing TCU. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. Like with a, like I remember I hated A and M so much. Oh, I yeah. They I used to. They, I used to hate them a lot. I I've always hated TCU the most because that was my don't. first Baylor game. But yeah, and now like since they went to the SEC, like I really am just I've softened. Yeah, like I don't hate them. I don't root for them to win games. You know, maybe if they're playing like Alabama or something like that, you you like to see them win just to upset them. But like I don't actively root for them to win any games. Yeah, I and laugh at them when they do something stupid. That's about it. I was thinking about this because, like, you as you mentioned, like, you're a 
former, like you grew up an OU fan, when they leave the Big 12 or SEC, are you going to root for OU in the SEC? Like, is that I don't root license? for OU. I don't, I don't really root for OU now. Well, I know. No, I know, but I mean, now you can kind of like reclaim your childhood yeah, fandom. You know, because it's not a I, rival or in your insane conference anymore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I will. Like, like even playing, today, like, like I still, I still like Oklahoma. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I know a lot of people hate Oklahoma and hate Boomer Sooner and all that stuff. Like, uh, it doesn't bother me because like, I grew up little, with it. It can be a little bit obnoxious. I get it. No, trust me. I, I don't fault anybody for feeling the way they do about it. But no, yeah. Um, it's like the same thing with me. The playoff. I've I've been like, yeah, I would love to see Oklahoma win the playoff. Yeah, like me, I was thinking about like because I grew up rooting for Texas, and then I went to Baylor, and I hate them. But now yeah, but I'm like, sure, like I'm sure the the Rose Bowl still has a special place in your heart. Oh yeah, it's like I'll still like what if it's on like I do have Longhorn Network and you know they tend to play that game quite often, and so if it's if I'm scrolling through and it's on like I'll stop and like I'm gonna watch this drive just because I have fond memories of watching that game and winning that national championship when I was a fan of them. So yeah, that's me in like the 2000 BCS Florida state versus Oklahoma. When, when it was Josh Heupel at quarterback, Quentin Griffin at running back, Rocky Calbus. Yeah. It was a little bit before like Teddy Lehman and Roy Williams got there. Um, but it was the, it was the year that big game Bob actually won the big game. And that I would say that year with Oklahoma, when they went undefeated in 2000, that was, that was kind of the year as a 12 year old that I really fell in love with college football. Cause it was, Hey, the, the school that my sister's at, this, the team that we're currently rooting for goes undefeated and wins the national title. This is great. I'll do this every year. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of Oklahoma, I want to talk about, since we've been going so long, we have had some like coaching hires and there's a, a breaking coaching move that affects Baylor that happened this today, I guess sometime today. Yeah, um, I may have a hot take on this. So, uh, Texas Tech's wide receiver coach took a position at OU, which left an opening, and then which a lot of Tech fans were highly upset about. Yes, because he's a good. I mean, he's a good recruiter. I mean, normally your position coach guys, those are your recruiters. Those are the good like ace recruiters. Um, and then news broke, and it's been confirmed by some Lubbock people, and even I've seen some people talking about. On the, on the Baylor side of it, that uh, Justin Juice Johnson was going to take that position. Was there Texas Tech working to make him the it's wide receiver coach? The, the okay. Texas Tech has tweeted it out. Okay, so like he's going to be wide receiver coach, associate head coach, I think. Yes, passing and, game coordinator. So he's like and co-offensive coordinator. Okay, yeah. so I think that was probably the reason he left was Aranda wasn't going to make him co-offensive coordinator. I don't think that was something that he would do. No, I mean, I mean, that was I, like they've offered me to be this. Can you match this? Because I, if no, you have Jeff Grimes, goes, like, yeah, you're, I'm you're, not gonna make, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna do essentially at that point, you're demoting the guy that you currently have. Um, I have seen a number of folks get really upset over this in the short time, um, since the news has oh, dropped. Like, and, like Baylor you, people get upset, or yes, yes, like upset um, at Texas Tech, upset at Texas Tech as an institution, upset at Joey McGuire and another assistant coach that used to be a Baylor that I won't name. Um, but uh, for some of the oh. things that, that are being said on, on Twitter right now and the way that Texas tech coaches are acting and just the simple fact that Joey would quote unquote poach one of our coaches, you you've raised point a of my hot take of, I'll, I'll give you my hot take. 
I'm happy for the guy and I'm not sad and I don't care. Um, I, I really don't. I don't have a strong opinion. Um, you should always take a job if it's going to benefit your family and elevate your career. <laughs> uh, all Every single time, like unless you're going to a place that just is the work life balance is going to be terrible or just like you're going to have some horrible boss or the institution that you're going to stands for something that's against your morals. Like if those boxes aren't checked, there's very few reasons why if somebody came to you and said, I would like to offer you more money and a better title working for somebody that you've worked for before that I'm you tell probably- you, though, and I say this all the time about whether it's people getting jobs in Waco or in Lubbock, you're going to pay me that much money to live in Lubbock. You know, much how, how further millions of dollars you can go in a smaller market like that where. I mean, it's not like you're living in Dallas. Like the price of living in Lubbock's considerably yeah, like less. You, you have to put all that money away. Plus, I mean, and, and like I can get a very a, nice. if you're going to be a football coach, like Lubbock's Lubbock great. is a good football town. It really is. Like you can hate on Lubbock all you want, but I mean, West everybody there sucks, loves tech. And if you're a coach, you're going to get treated right. So I don't fault the guy. The second part of this is, I am. I am a bit tired of people hating on Joey Maguire and his rhetoric. I, I understand it, but at the same time, if we wanted this to not happen, we had the opportunity to hire Joey Maguire as our head coach. And we had the opportunity to not keep Joey around to still be involved with the culture and still continue coaching with people that Dave Aranda brought in. Like, yeah. We are the ones who chose not to hire him. We were the ones that chose to fight to keep him around for a year and a half. What did we think was going to happen? He interviewed for our head coaching job. Did, did, did we think we were special and that nobody else was going to interview the guy? Um, he was going to leave at some point. And I, I was, was surprised even, he got a power five. I he interviewed for UTSA as well before they hired Jeff Trailer. I don't know if he, I remember Texas wanted him really bad after rule left well, as, a, wanted, as an assistant. And they also wanted him prior to being hired like they wanted him bad yeah and he came with the Baylor instead correct they, they, you know they continued to try to hire him but he was locked in with a rule at that point in time but if you if we had hired Joey the the guy that he is at tech right now the way that he talks the way that he carries himself the way that he's cocky and brags and I the way that he does his locker room speeches all that stuff the brand everything about it he'd be doing that at Baylor right now if you had hired him now do I think we should have I don't know. I really like Dave Aranda. He's I I don't I wouldn't trade Dave Aranda for Joey McGuire. I think they're two different people. They have two different coaching styles. Um, I don't know what either of them in 20 years is going to be remembered for in coaching, but Dave Aranda's won me a Big 12 title and a sugar bowl. Hey, I'll keep that. Yeah. He's highly respected in the coaching world. I'll take yeah. that. I mean, um, and it goes both ways. You know, I'm sure LSU wasn't super thrilled. All a lot of people and players that we took from them. God, he yeah. first got hired. I'm sure BYU's not thrilled that we took uh, Jeff. Oh, they are very much not. I have um, seen I have seen a lot of tweets where it's like I've seen BYU people say along the lines of we are tired of being Baylor's farm system. <laughs> I even saw like someone made like a, a new Baylor logo that was like BYU logo, but it was like green and gold. Yeah. <laughs> and like, That's awesome. It's Baylor's new logo. Yeah, Jeff Grimes, man, he's poaching them like crazy. Yeah, Jeff like Grimes. we got him. Uh, meet, uh, what, what is it? Uh, what's the assistant, the defensive oh, line yeah. coach that we Dennis have? Dennis Johnson. Yeah. And then you have not just that, you have 
um, Josh Watt, who's going to probably start this year, linebacker yep. from LSU. A, a, a big-time recruit. Lorando Johnson was signed with LSU, and he transferred before he transferred again. But he transferred to Baylor and started. So, I mean, like, at, at the first one was, like, you know, George Munoz came from LSU. I mean, there's a bunch of people that came from LSU, that first staff. And and then all the, like, we, we have people on Baylor staff now that were, like, support staff people, like recruiting coordinators, things like that, that are, I mean, it goes both ways. I mean, if they're going to give you a this is the know, business pay raise and a title bump, I mean, his next step is probably going to be a head coach somewhere. Yeah, and that's the other thing I look at this, is it's like, he's not going to go to Texas Tech and completely Just, alter their history. He's going to be there for two or three years and be gone. He's going to go, yeah. he's going to end up being the, he's going to end up being the coach at UTSA. If Jeff trailer leaves, like that's going to be his kind of thing. Yeah. Or UH, you never know. Yeah. Who knows? He, yeah. He didn't he play. He played at Houston and coach at Houston, right? He did. He played wide receiver at yeah. Houston. Yeah. So, so the important thing to focus on right now is Baylor's got to go hire a running backs coach. Let's find somebody that can recruit. I think that's the thing with like, like we were talking about earlier position coaches is are you want good recruiters. I have some breaking news, Matt. A team has finally missed a three-pointer at the end of the game against Baylor in conference play. Okay. I'm watching it, so let me see him. <laughs> I'm a little bit ahead of you, I know. Yeah. There is. Oh, we are currently up by three with 2.7 seconds left. Yeah. We're about to shoot some free throws, and West Virginia just missed a three-pointer. Thank God. Uh, we had we had to start. I'll, we can – well, we can – let's talk about basketball in a second. Um. So speaking of coaching hires, since we talked, Baylor has made their own hires. They took Code DC Matt Pallage from Oregon. I want to hold on before you go any deeper. Uh, that would be the Matt Pallage that you predicted basically the day after Ron Roberts got hired. Well, it just made the most sense because if you look at Aranda's like track record of second hires, like the Grimes. He has a coaching relationship where he's coached with him before and he's familiar with how he coaches. They're on that LSU staff in 2017. Same thing with Grimes. He was on, he was like on that same staff. And so this last year, Ronnie Wheat, he coached with him before he was on, he was like his right hand man at LSU. So he has kind of been like guys he knows. And the only one that made sense was Matt Pallage. I mean, I guess you could make an argument for like Bill Bush. He was like the interim DC after Frost got fired, and then um, the the interim head coach fired the defensive coordinator. But I think he's older, and I think he's Aranda wants to go. Like, I need someone. Recruiting's important, and a younger guy to emphasize recruiting as well as what we do. And being on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, it's going to be Aranda. Aranda's in the mix. He's he's in there. It's his defense, right? He's just – same thing with, like, Georgia. No matter who the D.C. at Georgia is, Kirby Smart's kind of running that defense. That's his defense. So, I think it just made the most sense. No, I I was all, all on board. Like, if you want to go hire a rock star, um, Jim Leonard – knock yourself out but we all like, kind of talked about that's you're kind of renting him for a year or two it's not a long-term fix Matt Pallage could probably be and stay as a DC if he's successful for several years before yeah, he Matt Pallage to... is not he's not ready to be a head coach yet yeah he's he's what 35 years old like he was coaching offense like in 2017 <laughs> right and he's had one year as a co-defensive coordinator 
Yeah, it's so perfect because he can learn under Aranda, and he knows the defense already because he and they, there's coaching. a level of trust. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm presuming he's going to have some role on the special team side, even though he's the DC, because he did that beforehand when he was a safeties coach. And we're, we were very successful on the special teams, and we were very bad the past yeah, season after he on left. special teams after he left. So, um, um, another piece is from everything that we have seen and heard from behind the scenes in the locker room and what players have said on Twitter. Everybody was excited to have him back. Yeah. Ooh. So that's that's a big deal when you've got like if you I think it was the Baylor the Baylor football account on Instagram made a post about it and like there were just player after player after yeah. player was commenting like, on it. Yeah, that's the first one I think is like Jalen Petrie was like, you know, he's the best. You know, like, you know things like that. All, all of them. So, yeah, so it's it, it made sense on pretty much all aspects. And I mean, if you can get someone who's like the best defensive coordinator in the country, then yes, definitely try to get those guys. But this was like secondarily made the most sense based on how Aranda hires. So yeah. um, you were right. I, yeah. We got to give you credit. And plus, I mean, as co- coming from someone who's lived outside of Texas and come back to Texas, Matt Pallage is from Texas. I'm sure he, I think his wife is also from Texas. So that may had something like coming back home, to, especially also to a place they've already lived and been and are familiar with and the people and the, environment and the culture it made it to be the standalone like i'm i'm the defense quarter not there's no code dc it's like it's his defense so and i'm sure there's a pay raise and all that involved so it kind of was a no-brainer on his part and he said as much in an interview with um the 365 guys like it was yeah, like, kind of sure, like a no-brainer i'm sure being in the pacific northwest was probably you know he, he's closer to home yeah for sure and then we also uh, hired there was a, go ahead. some other big news so yes. Before, before, well, we talked about it the last time I recorded, but Baylor not only lost a defensive coordinator, but also lost a couple of quarterbacks, as we are <laughs> all aware of, in yes. um, Kyron Drones and Austin Novus had. Um, we have, similar to the Matt Pallage hire, found a um, at least our first version of a replacement for those losses. Um, yesterday, uh, we got the news that former Mississippi State, um, Lubbock-based, and uh, former Baylor quarterback and Auburn quarterback, Jarrett Stidham's cousin, Sawyer Robertson, um, a former four-star recruit, very highly rated, um, I believe uh, would be the highest-rated 247 quarterback that Baylor has ever had, uh, except for Jarrett Stidham. Um, Committed to the Bears yesterday out of the transfer portal, so we do have a, a new QB that is headed to wake up. Yeah, and it's um, I'm, I'm I'm super excited about this potential because, like you said, it's almost negates the losing Novoset, and I mean he's less eligibility, but you're talking about he's about the same rated coming out as Novoset, you know, with both four star quarterbacks. If Novoset would have signed, he would have been the highest rated quarterback other than Jarrett Stidham. This guy's now the highest rated recruit, quote unquote, other than Jarrett Stidham. And it's just weird that he's related to Jarrett Stidham. And so, and from Lubbock. And I know like Kyler Jordan, who's on Baylor, 
Baylor's team, good friends with him. So that, I'm sure that helps having a familiar face to uh, come and he was locked in. And and to think that we beat TCU out because TCU was on him. His TCU first was offer board. was from Stunny Dykes. So, I mean, like it was. Who also just lost a, a pretty big time quarterback um, out of the transfer portal. Sam Jackson uh, yes. just transferred to Cal. <laughs> Where Sunny's actually the coach. So. But no, I mean, it's as much as as much as everybody will focus probably for the next day or so on the Juice Johnson news going to tech. Don't forget, like the Matt Palace hire is a great hire, I think. And we just brought in a stellar quarterback. Um, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what the expectation is. I'm sure that they will battle it out in the spring. But I would say that if you're the type of person who thinks that this means we suddenly have a new QB one that will start over Blake Shapin. I would say temper your expectations and do not expect to hear anything soon. I don't think it's going to be like last year where they announced in spring who the starting quarterback was going to be. That was for Gary Bohannon and Gary Bohannon only so that he could have the opportunity to transfer and get somewhere ahead of time and actually have playing time. Don't, I mean, that may be crazy. I just don't think that it's the same situation with Blake. It's not. As far I as think, that goes. I do believe that Dave Aranda is the type of coach that will say that every competition for every position is open. So I, I do believe it. Sawyer Robertson, if he goes out there, he can win this job. I don't think you're going to know that until the fall, though. Yeah. And I think, I mean, maybe I'm just jaded by the, what I just saw in the football season. But I mean, my thinking is like, I, I read Travis Roder said this also. He's like, Right now, if you're making a prediction, he's like, I'll, I'll probably predict Sawyer Robertson be the starting quarterback based on his high school film and Blake's 2022 season. It would not surprise me. All I'm saying is don't expect it to be like last offseason where we knew in, oh, yeah. what, May? No. April? That I mean, and you're not going to know until September. Yeah, that's Dennis because, like you said, Bohannon had limited availability left, you know, eligibility left on his playing career and, you know, give him a chance to go somewhere. And he ended up, I think he has in, he's playing again because he got hurt. So I think he's, he has another year at USF. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. I don't think you're going to see that same thing to where in spring, we're going to name a quarterback and then just go into fall with a heat as the guy. It would probably be, I mean, unless just he's just like, well, he's like just head and shoulders better. I mean, there's just no question. Like, we don't need to draw this out. You know, if Sawyer right. Robertson comes in, he's just like. I, but I still don't, I just still don't think that's going to happen. I still think it's yeah. going to be mums the word. It's going to be, I think we're going to see normal, normal, more normalized coaching because they're, they're, the person over player, I don't think applies here. So I think it's going to be, things are going to be very close to the vest probably until the week before the first game. That's my, yeah. that's just my guess. Yeah, and I, d- I did want to mention also we're talking about the coaching hires. We also hired a, a linebacker coach from Auburn, Christian Robinson. This, yes, very true. And he was played linebacker at Georgia, coached at Florida, and then whenever Dan Miller got fired, he took a position at Auburn as a linebacker's coach. Now, this is, a, I think, re- recruiting hire because for all I've seen, he's like, a, like an ace recruiter. He was making a million dollars as a position coach at Auburn. Right. You you only pay that much for recruiting for a position coach. Right. So I mean, 
so I'm I don't know much about him as far as being a linebacker coach. It l- appears like he's a he's a very good recruiter. So that's and that's what you you mean the name of the game in college football is recruiting. It's the further SEC-ifying of our defense as well. Yeah. I mean, our defensive line coach is an SEC guy. Our linebackers coach is an SEC guy. Um, our head coach is an SEC guy. So, um, you know, who wasn't an SEC guy was Ron Roberts. Um, no. He is now, though. He, he is <laughs> now with the <laughs> island of, of Baylor Misfit Toys along with Phil Montgomery. Um, Who's also so, now an SEC guy. So, yeah, he, there they're, they're, all to, they're all together there at Auburn. Um, previously they had Kevin Steele. So that's just the, it's the place where, uh, where Baylor coaches that get fired go. Um, though Phil Montgomery left on his own to become a head coach, but. So we kind of, so you talked about Sawyer Robinson. We had, um, several other transfer portal commits and, and departures. Um, Jalen Ellis announced he was leaving Baylor. I think is that, that official now? I've been waiting for him to become official. I think it's become. I mean, I don't know if he's announced yet. I, I've heard official. that rumor forever. I, heard the I, rumor. Just, I didn't know if it was official. About I've it. heard the rumor, and he's kind of wiped Baylor from his social media presence. Got it. So, I mean, I don't think he's come out and said like a, you know, the typical like statement, but I, I presume that's coming down the pipe. Um, Noah Rauschenberg did announce he was transferring. He graduated. He's He's going to transfer. Um, we talked about Laredo Johnson and Al Walcott. They both transferred and both ended up at Arkansas, which is a bold move taking our secondary from last year. I mean, but I don't know. I think I'm trying to think, is there anyone else who we hadn't already talked about that left? I think we have like t- I mean, up to ten right now. He, he, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Muscua, he committed yeah. to Florida. He yeah. transferred out. We, but we knew he was going to transfer. Um, yeah, but he was one of the guys that was sent home from the bowl game, if I remember correctly. Um, Him? No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. It was, uh, I think, uh, Kilo Keith. That okay? Yeah. And right. Lorando Johnson got sent yeah. home. I knew it was one of our offenses. Muscua was already in the portal. I think before the bowl game, he yeah. wasn't. Okay. He he was suspended. The TCU game and half of Texas, mm, and it. then he wasn't with the team anymore. So he has gone to high school, uh, or he's gone. Sorry, he's gone to Florida. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they. I will say this though: transfers coming in. Where we have, according to two four seven, the number twenty one transfer class coming in in the country, which is really solid. Um, and like the schools that we're getting guys from, it's we're not like. You got Mississippi State, Miami, Michigan State, Oklahoma State, two from BYU and Arkansas, plus one from North Texas, a tight end. Um, but you're talking about power programs, man. Yeah. These kids are coming from the I'm, – I'm really excited about Dominic Richardson, the running back from Oklahoma State. Um, he, from everything I'm hearing, he's a very much an Abram Smith type that should fit very well into the Jeff Grimes system. Keyshawn Jackson from, from uh, Arkansas, which I think we've already talked about, but yeah. he's kind of that – big time possession receiver that, that we have had. Absolutely. Um, the Barrington brothers uh, from BYU, they're two offensive linemen. Um, Clark, by all accounts, the better one. He's rated as a four-star transfer. Um, Campbell, the, the other brother is an 89. Um, they're also both men because they did their missions before they got to BYU. So they yeah, are, they're, they're grown men. They're grown men. Um, kind of like Stetson you know, Bennett, you know, a grown and man. Maybe. 
the most important transfer is three-star recruit. And it's a big deal if you're a three-star at this position. Kicker Jack Stone transferring down from Michigan State. Um, yeah. And we have another killer. We have another kicker who was in the recruiting class who was like in the Army All-American game. I think wow. he's more of a punter. He's like a, you know, a big leg. He's more of a punter. Yeah, Palmer kickoff, Williams. Yep. Yeah. Kickoff guy, punter. He's a, he's a punter. Yeah. He but will yeah. replace Noah Rauschenberg, who is also transferring out. Yes. Um, when did you – we also got the one, the Liberty linebacker who committed yesterday. We had like a couple yesterday. Oh, yeah. His name was uh, what, like Mike, Mike Smith? Mike Smith. It, the jo- yeah, because <laughs> the joke is like we have – we have the most generic named linebacking core in the country. Um, but yeah, we, we did get that kid out of Liberty. So no, there there's, there's moves that are being made. People want to come play here. It's, it's exciting and to see. Did you mention the tight end from UNT? Yes. Jake, Jake Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. I think that's big because you lose. We're losing our best tight end. I would say we had a little bit lackluster last such a year, but, and then, there, with injury on that position, it's we needed a you know more you know stability just because you don't know when we're going to get a full healthy tight end room, right? So yeah, we, we're getting tight ends in, man. Um, and the way they use I, them, like I'm, I don't know if there's much that makes makes uh makes Jeff Grimes happier than a good tight end. Jeff Grimes had to be going crazy watching Brock Bowers in that national championship game. So can we start coming? His name is Jake Roberts. Can we just start calling him like Jake the Snake? Yeah, I'm down. I, mean, I think that's I think that's just appropriate. Um, no, I don't. I haven't seen anybody in the Discord make this joke yet. But um, for Jack Stone, I I need to make some smooth like Jack Stone, like the old Keystone commercials when it was Keith Stone. <laughs> but I'm gonna do Jack Stone. I did see. I guess this was. I don't know if this was in the the ODB Discord, but I saw. Mark posted on Twitter about how we have a Sawyer Robertson is like our long line of like quarterbacks oh, country, that sound yeah, like country, country, country singers. Yeah. And I read the list. I was like, he's absolutely, I never thought about it, but this is absolutely like every one of them sounds like they should be on like CMT. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically the lineup of the Houston rodeo. <laughs> so like, yeah, you have Bryce Petty. And then it was Seth Russell, Seth Russell. Jack Zach Stidham, Smith. Zach Smith, <laughs> Charlie Brewer, and then you have Sawyer Robertson. I guess Gary Bohannon and Blake. Gary Bohannon, like Blake Shapen. Tell me, tell me, you couldn't turn it on a what's the country station? Go now. Uh, oh man, country station. You couldn't. You wouldn't like, especially like an old country know. station where you wouldn't hear some guy being like. And we got the. You'll remember this one. It was. Number five on the charts to the country music uh, top dude. 100 back in 1973 by our favorite man, Gary Bohannon. I have like serious XMs. I don't know what any radio stations are in Waco. Oh, that's true. You have XM. So it's like, I just, I just canceled my XM. I don't drive enough. Well, I called. So ours, we had like a promotion, like for like, you get like 10 bucks or whatever for like a year. So then I called and I was like, I'm going to cancel. Because it just went up, and like, they offered you the five dollars. They say, like, "Well, we'll give you for like eight ninety nine. I got like eight ninety nine. I was like, "Okay." They fine. they got down to four ninety nine with me, and I was that's like, fine. "I just want to. I don't. I work from home four yeah. days a week. I don't. I, I don't want. Well, I, I don't reason, drive enough." The reason I like it, I true. Like I don't. I I do drive a lot, but also 
um, use the app. The app, I, I I listen to the app a lot, just like doing stuff. I put it on. I usually listen to like XM Turbo, like the '90s, 2000s, like hard rock. I was a lithium guy. Yeah. So, but lithium so yeah, and so '90s on nine. That's those are the two best. But yeah, no, Gary Bohannon, it's country name. That's where we were at. Uh, <laughs> got off the rails there for a minute. Um, but yeah, no, that was great. That the, the long line. Sawyer Robertson definitely is the uh, definitely. the next up in the long I line. I thought the first country. time I heard his name, I was like, is he like one of the Duck Dynasty people? <laughs> and no, you know what? You know what Lubbock. it is though is like he like Sawyer Robertson from Lubbock, Texas, like that feels like somebody that should be playing at Mississippi state under Mike Leach. Like, like yeah. the guy that follows Will Rogers. <laughs> so like, I'm guessing like it was just the change of the, the unfortunate. Yeah, I think, I think that's Leach probably what it is. is he went there, to, he went there to play for Leach. Yeah. And, and he, and, and you know what? He, he may have wanted to come back closer. Cause like Waco's what? Probably like six hours from Lubbock, five oh, hours from Lubbock. Closer than Starkville, so exactly. So, um, same thing with Fort Worth. He was considering TCU as well. So, like that, and like his his family, I'm sure they are able to make every home game. I mean, it's not going to be a chore, or right? For them to be away, you can drive court. that. Yeah, yeah, easy. Um, so I think we already kind of next on our rundown was the college football recap, the playoff, and and I'll just mention this as far as that, like. A lot of the like talk based on what happened with the 65 to 7 blowout has been like, well, if they would have put TCU at four and put Ohio State at three, we could have probably had a better championship game. Now you still would have had Georgia TCU in the opening round, and most likely you get the same outcome. I don't I think, think, I don't think if you, I, I honestly don't believe if TCU plays Georgia in the in the semis yeah. it's it's they're I'm not going to beat them but it wouldn't have been that it wouldn't have been 657 no no i think because i think the moment was you're right. too big for tcu also you're you have 4 weeks to prepare yeah as opposed to 1 week yeah i think the moment was too big for tcu and georgia was just straight up like they they were like okay we can win and georgia also got the fear of god put into them because they really should have lost to ohio state and i yeah. think i i think Kirby used that as mo- like, look how close you were to not even being here. Don't don't play with your food. And I think that combined with TCU really not being ready for the big lights. Um, I, I think I think a semifinal game between them, it definitely wouldn't have been a 58 point game. I think it would have been closer to what we talked about at the top where it was more like a 17 to 20 point, 21 point game. I think Ohio State probably would have done the same thing to TCU, though. In the national championship game, yeah, if they would have beat George, they would have. If made Marvin Harrison Jr. were playing, sure, you know. But the other side of that, I, I do, th- I do believe TCU probably would have scored more on Ohio State. Probably. Georgia's defense, uh, they don't have the same defense. So <laughs> they had like five sacks, I and mean, they're just they held. Um, and I'm blanking on everyone's name. They held. Um, Quentin who's Johnson? the receiver? Quentin Johnson. Thank you for like one reception for three yards. Yeah. Yep. And and it was funny because there was a point in the game where they were talking about him and they were talking, is he going to be tar? You know, like, are they going to get the ball? And I think he threw and Duggan targeted him and threw a pick like immediately. Like they they were like, they were flashing that up there. So um, that was, that was a man. That was a beat down. Like I, that was something you expect to watch when it's, you know, week one, 
Alabama versus Towson. You know, yeah. that's what you expect. 65 to 7, man. That's just that's the worst loss in like bowl game history. Yeah, TCU now has two of the top four. Two of the top four. Two of the one. top four bowl losses in history. In 1920, they lost to I put it in our little our group chat with Peter. Um they played some like college doesn't exist anymore and they lost by like 56 points <laughs> and then they lost this by 58 <laughs> two of them are this season so like lsu beat purdue by like 56 yeah so dude brian kelly's gonna be brian kelly's gonna be legit there i'm scared <laughs> oh yeah like i saw like a joe clatt had in like number six it's like too early They're, like top 10 it's like LSU i didn't six. i didn't think that would work ever and now it, he like now it's like, four. oh, he actually is a really <laughs> no, good like, coach. And like now it's like he actually is like a really, really good coach. And he doesn't have the it. Notre Dame recruiting like the Notre Dame academic requirements. Oh, over. yeah. Plus, with NIL now, all those like there's oil money in LSU, just like there is at A&M. You don't think that and they have like there's some huge attorney, Gordon McCarron, who's in Baton Rouge. Like he has this huge NIL deal. He's he gives players now legally all kinds of money so it's like yeah you don't think lsu is going to be in on nil yeah lsu is going to be dangerous yeah they really are but no i think i mean they beat alabama this year (laughs) yeah they were so much better than anybody thought they would be this year um they're over under with seven wins yeah (laughs) yeah which i won that yeah I I, i placed that bet College football playoff. Uh, the last thing I'll say on is uh, news got dropped today. Uh, do you know where the location of the 2024 playoff game will be or championship no. game will be? No, I do not. Houston, Texas. That was be the NRG final. Stadium will host the last of four the four team format. So, um, and it's an odd year. So, screw it. Baylor, come to Houston and win it. Sure, it is an odd year because it's the 2023 season. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty three season. It'll be the twenty twenty four game. Yeah, um, and we also have the final four. So, <laughs> so maybe Baylor be there for both of them. God, I love my city. Oh, that reminded me. Uh, men's basketball got a big recruit, five star, Missy. Yeah, that's our second five star now from the yeah. twenty four class. So I mean, things are cooking, even though the team's like not performing to what we thought. Um, they did win tonight, though. We can't announce tonight. that. Uh, yes. They did beat West Virginia this evening. Yeah, so maybe get this back on the right track. They should win these games because I think Baylor is better. It's not like uh, Kansas, Kansas State. No one thought Kansas State would be, play as good as they're playing right now. They thought it would be a rebuilding year with Jerome Tang coming in. But here's how I'll put it, Matt. We're one and three in conference, and we're still – in sixth place yeah <laughs> out of 10 teams so it's it, we can't forget that this is the hardest this is the toughest conference in the country um this isn't a national yeah. championship team no it's like i mean i guess anybody can catch some magic and make a run but let's be honest with ourselves it's not a national championship team this isn't a big 12 regular season championship team um what i would say is don't worry about getting your hopes up Stop talking about expectations. Stop talking about benchmarks. Stop saying, well, we want a national championship and we have to do X, Y, and Z. Just go out there and watch a game and enjoy yourself. If they lose, be sad. Yeah. If they win, be happy. And that's it. Well, like I, 
after the, I don't know which, I guess it may have been the Kansas State loss. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch Baylor sports because I'm just having bad feelings. And so, like, I'm going to do other things. I'm going to, like, start reading books. And I'm going to watch other things. I'm going to find other stuff to do. I was even even doing, uh, like, I was talking Twitter to Nick and Peter, and I was like, let's start a D&D. Let's do something else. Let's do something our time. Let's start, like, a D&D campaign. I want to do that. Let's do that. Let's start. Let's like we could do a, a podcast around our like that's what we can do this summer when we have like absolutely no contest. We can do D and D pod. We should get that going. Yeah, Peter would know. He's the he'd be a good source for that. Um, we need a DM. Yeah, absolutely. We need to get uh, you know what? Let's get Matt to DM. Okay, let's do that. So. Anything else? That was the, anything else you got to say? The college football playoff or any the playoff in general? The semis? Nah, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Football's college football is over. It is the hey, where everyone is zero and zero. It's a new season now. College football. Actually, over. no. Um, there is a team that has uh, a couple of teams, but uh, there is a team oh, yeah, in true. Texas that has lost a game this year. True. true. Um, TCU, TCU is, is zero and one in twenty twenty three. Baylor has not lost a game in twenty twenty three. So you are correct. You are definitely correct. All I took away from the playoff, the semifinals, and this is like, uh, A, it's obvious Baylor's better than TCU. Yeah. We played George in 2019, and we got beat, but it was respectable. Yeah, we lost by, what, 12? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember walking out of that thinking we got our asses kicked. Yeah, yeah. it was like, what, 26-14 or something like that? It was 26-14, to 14, that's right. Yeah. yeah, we got lost by 12 points. And and we felt like we didn't belong on that field. <laughs> I know. And B, uh, sixty-five to seven, Matt. Baylor's better. To, Baylor's better than Michigan too, because we <laughs> led TC the whole game till it hit triple zero. Sixty-five to seven. That is embarrassing. <laughs> like Dex, they should Dex put it program. the best on Twitter. Which was I can't wait for a TCU person to say we made the title game and I get to respond with and then what happened? <laughs> wait, oh, we made it. Yeah, guess what? You have zero trophies, and don't come at me with we are the whatever bowl. What were they? Fiesta Bowl champion. Fiesta bowl. That's yeah, not a real a curse thing. There, the last so the last two years a Big Twelve team has or before this year, uh, two years in a row. This is now three years in a row. A Big 12 team has won the Fiesta Bowl. Two years ago, it was Iowa State. Last year, it was Oklahoma State. Both of those teams, after having great, amazing seasons, and here's the other part of that, they had amazing seasons, lost the Big 12 championship game, then went and won the Fiesta Bowl. The next year, completely fell apart. So get ready for that next year, because what did TCU do? Lost the Big 12 championship game. Then won the Fiesta Bowl. They're going to fall apart next year. Oh yeah, no, they're like four and eight next year. They're, plus, they're losing everybody. Yeah, it's like Baylor from twenty one, where you have all these like players that've been there forever. They're and all going to leave. Out, it they were very similar to like Baylor's twenty one national championship team. Like that whole team was old. Jared Butler, Mark Vital, Macy Oteague. Uh, Davion Mitchell, those guys had been in college for a while, like especially by basketball standards, they were they were on the older yeah. side. TC was loaded with like sixth year guys because of the yeah. COVID year. Also, the COVID year, and they they brought in a lot, a lot of those transfers. Also, right, 
to, you know, bolster I think their... Dyke said that there was only four guys on the team that had played in a bowl game for TCU this year. Yeah, I mean, and we've talked about this whole like whatever deal they made, whatever monkey's paw deal they made, like it's gonna it's gonna come. Yeah, it, it showed up, <laughs> and it's gonna continue. I think I, I would seriously think they're gonna be. I if anyone votes for them like to win the conference next year, you're crazy. Yeah, you're crazy. There's no, and they're I'm not sure they're gonna be like top fifteen or something like that preseason polls, but no, I just don't see it just because. History teaches us a lesson about these type of things. Yep. All right, Joe, we kind of talked about basketball. So wh- how about we just move on to, like, what we're watching or other things, other content, pop culture, other things we're digesting and right now. Anything anything new for you or different? Or <clears throat> So I have, go- I have seen – I think since last we talked, I think I saw two movies. Okay. Um, so I saw Glass Onion. Okay. And uh this past weekend I watched The Pale Blue Eye on Netflix. Okay. How was that? So uh Glass Onion, I quite enjoyed. It much different than Knives Out. Uh different movie. Um I it was less of a mystery in my mind and more of a comedy and a commentary, I think, on like disruption society. Um, I think they said like they all this was done before like the Elon Musk took over Twitter type of thing. Yeah, it was because like they like you can tell they did this during COVID. Okay. Um, like they're, 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 they're wearing masks and things like that. They wear masks and and the way they get around not wearing masks, like the beginning of the movie, they get to this they get to this island or they're about to leave on this island and this dude just walks up and he's like, "Open your mouth," and he just oh, yeah. like sprays stuff in their mouth and it's like, "Okay, now you don't got to worry about COVID." Like that's how they solve that problem. But yeah, everybody's wearing masks at the beginning of the movie. Um, but yeah, there's there's some kind of social commentary there. And then, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of almost a comedy movie. Um, it's but it's a lot of fun. I really really enjoyed it. Um, the Pale Blue Eye. Have you heard of the, Have you heard of it? I haven't heard of this. So okay, so uh, there were some trailers that came out about for it. That's why I was interested. Um, it stars Christian Bale and the guy that played um, Neville Longbottom in the Harry okay. Potter movies. Okay, yeah. And so Christian Bale is a, he's a uh it's based in like 1800s like I don't I should know when Edgar Allan Poe was alive, but a while back is when it's based. Christian Bale's a, like a retired famous detective and he's brought to West Point to investigate a strange murder and um uh, one of the cadets that is at West Point at the time is Edgar Allan Poe and that character helps him solve this crime. Based off of the trailers that I had seen, I was expecting it to be very like film noir and like kind of like dark, and it wasn't. It was it was very like just straightforward investigative movie. Um, the fact that Edgar Allan Poe was in it as a young like younger dude had no bearing. His name could have been Jack Smith, and it wouldn't have changed anything in the film. Um, I didn't not like it, but it wasn't what I expected. Um, I probably won't watch it again, but I don't regret having watched it. Okay. It's very pretty. It's a very pretty movie. Cool. So if you have Dol- if you have like a Dolby Vision TV, it's in Dolby Atmos. So I haven't been watching anything. I'm trying to think. I, I did watch something, but I can't remember what it was now. Um I've been I l- started rereading uh, Lord of the Rings. 
book one, Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, good luck, friend. You've got to get through the Shire, and that's a... <laughs> I love the Lord of the Rings, but getting through the Shire is a tough read. Yeah, and then that's what I was, I was trying to like, well, I'm going to read more, you know. I'm going to try to, you know, I have a, this is when I went through, like, I'm not watching Baylor sports anymore for a little bit, so I'm going to start reading. So that was like, I'm going to reread Lord of the Rings. That'll give me a lot of time. Um, Although I, I kind of jumped back into like Yellowstone season five okay. of Yellowstone. Uh, and so like, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, that show's crazy and it's wild. And it's just pure, like guilty pleasure type of like, it's fast food. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, fast food. That's it. Although I am looking forward to on the 15th, um, the last of us debuts on HBO. Yes. And I'm going to watch that. that. I'm excited about that. So I'll probably talk more about that on the podcast after Sunday when it starts airing. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, The Bad Batch is also on my list. Haven't watched it yet. We talked about watching this. I I think we should say, honestly, I think we might save that for after basketball season. And the thing about it is like you, you, I've watched most of the first season, but you, but I didn't watch all of it. You know, I kind of skipped around and, hit high points and things like that. So you, we could kind of go back. Yeah. So we can kind of go back and just do like a full, like, yeah, we can can watch the full series. Yeah. So we'll bring Peter on for one of those. I will say this. um, I am looking for, I did see, did you see like the uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer dropped? I, I just, I have, I did. It looks entertaining. I will probably go see it. Um, I just have Marvel fatigue, man. Yeah. So like I went, I went and saw black. Did you see black Panther? I didn't. Yeah. I never, I never went and saw it. I still haven't watched WandaVision. Like I know what happens in WandaVision. I went and read the synopsis before I went about like, you've already seen like Dr. Strange. Well, I I knew what happened. Like like, I read a plot synopsis of WandaVision before I went and saw that because I was like, okay. I'm being told I need to know what happens here to understand things. So I, 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 I read a recap and I watched like a 12 minute YouTube video that was like, this is all you need to know about WandaVision before you go see Dr. Strange. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not going to be like an Ant-Man on opening night or anything. Well, I, uh, I wanted to go see Wakanda forever, but um, it came out during a time where like, I think like November, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like in any time that I had, freedom we had plans okay and then other times i had the baby so it's like i didn't have time to go go to the movies um like if if i didn't have if i didn't have teddy like i probably yeah it would have been a movie like yeah i'll go see it on a random friday night um that is a good thing about i would say like my kids being the age they are yeah you're lucky i've kind of trained them to like marvel films so it's like we're going to the movies and they're like plus they're old enough that you could you and your wife could leave them at home oh yeah and we do. Tommy's like, yeah, we like, be like, hey, we're going to like, we went out New Year's with a couple of friends, and my kids like babysat their six year old. Like, y'all right. stay here. We're gonna go. I can't leave my almost two year old alone. So, uh, yeah, and I can't go to the movies without my wife. She would kill. I me. mean, you could. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's a bunch of laws you'd be violating. Yeah, I've joked many times. Like, he's not gonna wake up. He's in his crib. Let's go. Yeah. Um, um. I would never do that. Nobody call anybody on me. I'm 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 at home right now with my son. Um, but uh, yeah, man, like I don't know. I was so invested in Phase One of Marvel 
And I was just so excited about the journey that we all kind of got to go on together. And it was honestly kind of like cinematic history, having that many films tied together in a single storyline that ended at Endgame. And when I got to Endgame, it was almost like we had gotten through a marathon and I was satisfied. It's like you're starting over because... Yeah, and I don't know where we're going. It's like phase four, which ended with... I think Black Panther was the end of phase four, right? I don't know. I, so I think I, I think that's Biggie how confuses me. <laughs> I think it's like Black Panther or Wakanda Forever ended phase four, and then this starts phase five officially. The Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Okay, it's the introduction. So I'm of guessing Kang this, will this be the role. intro into like Kang being the new Thanos? Is that the assumption? Yeah, yeah. I mean, based on the trailer, he looks like he's he's the the villain. Great, but I couldn't yeah. tell from this trailer if, like, are they going to do a thing where he he dies in this movie? Like, he seems no, so much more involved than Thanos was early on. There's a already announced future film called Avengers: The King Dynasty. Got it. So it's like it's the because it says in the you know like the the when the trailer it says like you know welcome to something of to the form of like welcome to beginning of a new dynasty, which is the name of the Kang dynasty. Gotcha. <clears throat> so I think it's, this is the introduction of him as like the big villain for, for Marvel is, is going to be Kang. Kang the conqueror. I, I, I quite enjoyed the Loki TV show. So, um, you know, I, I really did enjoy the Loki TV show. That's, that's coming back. I think um, this year. Sometime. And um, Captain America and the winter soldier. I did watch, watch that. Um, that was an easy TV show for me to watch because it was just oh, yeah. like that was just basically a basic action TV show. Like there's, I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed. I it. mean, some parts I, I like, like Zemo. A I lot could do it, without so. that, but for the most part, I liked it. Um, and I, I mean, like I like all of them. I like. I don't know if you've seen like Miss Marvel. Like that's a delightful show. It's not geared towards a 44 year old white dude, but it was fun, you know. And I think I've. I'm I'm a, a Marvel like shill. So like I like every, there's nothing even like She-Hulk I was like well, I had great moments. You know it's like there's nothing I would say like this is garbage. So everything I was like well it's good. It's, it's fine. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's McDonald's, man. Like you yeah, know, sometimes like, you get a crappy fry but you keep eating. And to me it's like I have nothing else <laughs> I've like especially during those times like where there's no sports on it's like I have nothing else to watch. So please give me Marvel and Star Wars content, which I love. I think that's another part of it is a lot of this stuff has come out during football season. Yeah. Like well, in the like summers. She- She-Hulk was like right at the beginning of football season. Yeah. And in the summer, what I will end up doing is like I will lay on the couch. I will turn the Astros game on. I will turn that TV on mute and I will watch. I will yeah. turn on a Marvel TV show and watch that on my phone. And then I can just like every couple of minutes, like look over and be like, because baseball is so easy to do that with. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and so like that's that's kind of how I, I really enjoy consuming other media, especially as during baseball season. So yeah, that's I would do that as well. I remember my kids were like so like my kids were born in 2009 and 2010. So that's right during the like Rangers like run. Right. So I did the exact same thing. Like I was watching every Rangers game, but I had these small children. So I would just put on the Rangers game and just be like do dad stuff, make dinner 
you know, get them ready for bed, do it all the routine, come back. I mean, you really don't miss a lot with baseball. It's three to two. It's still three to two. Yeah. You have like multiple innings where no one, nothing has happened. So I do that with yes, soccer right. too. It's great when with, I watch soccer, like I'll get up early and watch Tottenham on the weekends. And it's like, I can get up. And if I walk away for five minutes to feed Teddy breakfast, they probably haven't scored a goal. So I'm, I've tried to do that with, with, with EPL as well. Like, cause it's on early in the morning yeah. on the weekends. Normally when I'm up alone. Yeah. And like, nothing oh, well, else gonna, is on and nothing's on. Like I'm not watching the Saturday edition of today's show or whatever. So like, I'm going to put on EPL. So yeah, so I've tried to do the same thing. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I've been, I've really been watching anything. I did. Uh, I may have been. I don't know if we talked about. I finished God of War Ragnarok. Okay. Cool. 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 So that was that was the main thing that I did when I had my my two weeks off. Was I played a ton of God of War Ragnarok. Uh, Forty six hours of it, to be exact. <laughs> Well, I think I'm gonna. So, like, you you play um, Call of Duty, right? Yes. The simple answer to that is yes. Lately, not as much. Uh, so, I play Warzone with some of our friends, and uh, the wars. The second Warzone Two has come out. Um, what, what do you? And mean? I'm not as big of a fan of this format. What do you, what's your like, um, that console situation? What do you got? I have a PS5. So you use PS5. Okay. Yep. Does everyone like that? We, that your friends that, that you play with, they, are they all, it's all on PlayStation or? No, um, we've got people with, okay. Uh, uh, but I would say a handful of us are on PlayStation and then everybody else is PC. Okay. Cause that, that was one thing, nothing. Yeah. If you, if you like, download start, it and hop on, like, I was like, the I'm more the start playing, like, um, Call of Duty with people, but yeah, yeah, absolutely, do it, do it. Um, but yeah, the like we we used to play on the old Warzone. There was something called Rebirth Resurgence, which was a like a really fun variant of the game, and they got rid of that in this new one. And it's like a, it's all different kind of stuff. Um, and I just have not, I haven't. It's also been crazy busy at work for me. And so like normally when everybody plays, it's like when kids go to bed. And yeah. so it's like from nine to 11. And a lot of the time I'm like, I'm just too tired to go play video games right now. And um, and I've just got a lot going on at work when things die down. Like I just need to like force myself to like kind of figure out the game mechanics and the things that are fun about it. Um, it's just kind of like I'm being curmudgeonly. Uh, because I'm old and the thing that I used to like isn't around anymore. Um, but yeah, no, the short answer is yes. I, I do play call of duty. Um, the main games I, I played, I played Ragnarok over, over the break. And then I still regularly play MLB the show. Um, and there was a, a huge end of year sale on the PlayStation store. And so I bought like for like 20 bucks, I got cyberpunk 2077, okay. uh, which I wanted to play before it came out and was super buggy most of that's been fixed so i was like yeah i'll buy it for 20 bucks so I, i've put a couple hours into that but haven't really dove too deep into it cool well, joe that's all i got for tonight yeah, man I, I think the people are missing us so i'm glad that we i'm glad we're getting this episode recorded we got to give the people what they need yeah absolutely have we talked since 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 i became the biggest texas tech fan in the world by the way no right before that 
gotcha. before your uh that was full that was a unique experience for me because my existence in the Baylor sphere is is not something that my like my wife is aware of but like she doesn't really care about like she she's happy that I have a group of friends that have similar interests in me she thinks it's cool that I do this podcast she thinks it's cool that I put articles up on our daily bears but to me I'm just the 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 dude that she married and gets to make fun of every once in a while and when I went to the um when we went to the gambling gauchos uh, pregame party which was in Houston because they were playing in the Texas Bowl. I brought my wife and I brought one of my wife's friends that also went to Texas Tech. And we walked into the bar and that moment, uh, the Gauchos saw me and they were doing a live show <laughs> and they immediately pulled me up, like pulled me away from my wife and <laughs> pulled me up to to sit up there with them to, uh, to be on the show for about five minutes. And my wife was like, what the hell is going on here? And then there was it, it was it was funny because there was just um, Stephen from from the Talking Tech Pod was there as well. Ran into him. We hung out and talked for a while. Um, and then uh, just a bunch of guys that are from Tech Tech Twitter were there that I got to meet, take pictures with, and hang out with. But it was it was very funny. To my wife was just kind of it was she was very much almost condescendingly like, "Look at you, you look, Mister Popular, you famous." Like, um, well, we are so. the 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 biggest pro tech we talk a lot of texas tech for a baylor podcast this is true so this is true we have we have tech friends so yeah and we're gonna so. get accused of being biased because we didn't get upset about uh, losing juice johnson too so get ready for that but yeah that's all i got yeah there's not a lot that i i all's fair right all's fair as far as that goes so like, and i like the tech guys a lot of i know a lot of baylor fans like they have for some reason have like this unhealthy like hatred of texas tech I think I mean their fans can be absolutely horrible. They can be a bit much, yeah. They can be, but I don't know if there's a a group of Baylor fans that care enough to be horrible. Yeah, like Texas Tech and in West Virginia, I was watching that game earlier. As, as like those guys, you know, to where it's like we are as in mass going to be. We're going to make you miserable. Yeah, I don't know if Baylor fans would care like would be bragging and care as much as tech fans do about winning the Texas bowl. Like they are legitimately proud of their team and uh, uh, yeah, like, like man, more Texas power bowl. to them. We beat an sec team too in the Texas bowl. Yeah. It, it's the Texas I mean, bowl, whatever we won't mention what sec team it was, but I don't mean, it doesn't matter if it's Vanderbilt. It's they were good. Good. Yeah. It's still an sec team. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, as always, um, I think that's how we should end it. <laughs> Matt, where can they find you in the podcast? Um, find me on Twitter. Even though Twitter's doing this weird thing where they have like a for you section now on my Twitter app. This, I have an Android, so I haven't gotten that yeah. update yet. So like it's now it says for they have uh, sections at the top. So it says for you following, and then I'm on like a Baylor Twitter like group, right? So the for you is kind of like, you know, when they did this thing where they had like, here's like your home and then here's like the, or do you want to see the latest tweets in real time? And everyone says like, well, no, I want the chronological tweets. I don't want just like you to randomly select things you think I'd be interested in. For you is kind of the same thing. It's like, here are the tweets we think you like. 
like, no, I don't want to do that. But anyway, you can find me at Matt underscore Workman on that godforsaken app. How about you, Joe? Where can people find you or you see can more, find- read more of your work? I, need, I have something that I've like halfway written that I need to get out. And I just like have it. It's like one of those things when you only it's five minutes of work, but the five like doing five minutes of work is so much harder to do than like an hour's worth of work. Yeah. Um, I have an article that I need to put out. I'm going to do it this week. I promise I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, but um, uh, on our daily So you can find me there and you can also mostly find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. Um, we are me and Matt are the underscore brothers. So um, you can find us there. Yeah. Um, and I would also and you encourage- probably already know how to find the podcast if you're listening to this. Yeah. So. And I would encourage people to jump on over to the, the uh, our daily bears discord. That's a fun place. Lots of different yeah, sections. Lots of different sections. Um, we had some fun on there the other day. One Whatever. of the coolest ones that's been added recently is a networking and job posts section. Oh, so if, if you're looking if you're looking for networking in the Baylor sphere, it's a great place to go. Um, we jumped on there. I guess it was when when Drake made uh, horrible clickbait posts, and then there's a lot of like debate about it, which is hilarious to me. Yeah. So please, Drake, if you're listening, you go to ODB and defend yourself. Drake Which, is definitely not listening. He, uh, I know Drake, and I know he's not listening. He listened, or he, I listened to his podcast because, on top of everything, he he went to the championship game wearing TCU jersey. I mean, he just makes bad decision after bad decision. I mean the the boy needs. I mean we he we need him back on the podcast because he needs help and. He's not doing himself any favors in within Baylor, the Baylor sphere. Yeah. But we love him. So I love Drake to death, man. He's yeah, he's, he's awesome. We do. We have a a fond place in our heart for the boy. All, all right, right, man. Well, That's it. until That's next week. Until next week. Don't go too crazy. Oh yeah. I will try not to. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next time. All right. We're out. Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.